Hebrews chapter 9. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part, in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, and which were the golden pot that had been manna, that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant, and above all, above it all were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Now when these things had been thus prepared, the priests always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But into the second part of the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins, committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time, in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered which cannot make him who performed the service perfect in regard to the conscience. Concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshy ordinances imposed until the time of reformation. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean sacrifices for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, and those who are called many receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, there must also be necessity, be the death of the test testator. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the tester lives. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoke every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkling both the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. And likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and the vessels of the ministry. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of these things in the heavens should be purified with these but the heavens thing, heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy place made with hands, which are copies of the true, 
but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He would then have to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, and it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, so Christ was offered, once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time, apart from sin, for salvation. Chapter 10 For the law having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of the thing, can never with these same sacrifices, which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshippers, once purified, would have no more consciousness of the sins. But in those sacrifices there is a reminder of the sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of wolves and goats could take away sins. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sins, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. By that we will have been sacrificed, sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from the time waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. For, for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnessed to us, for after he said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now when there is a remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us, through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope with, without wavering, for he who promises is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves 
together, as is in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For it is, for if we sin woefully after we have received the knowledge of truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of the judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant, by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord, and again the Lord will judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But recall the former days in which, after you were illumined, illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepting the plunder of your goods, knowing that you have had have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. But you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we do not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who believe to, to the saving of the soul.